Hi, yes, that's, yeah, you go right ahead. You can. My wife can't listen to her without tearing up just a little bit. If you have your Bibles, open them to 1 Peter chapter 4. That's where we're going to be today. 1 Peter chapter 4. I'm going to go ahead and read it. I'll give you just a second to find it. 1 Peter 4, verses 1 through 6. It says this, it says, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourself. I love how it says that. Because I'm a man and I want to arm myself. It says, arm yourself with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do. Living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the flood of debauchery and they malign you. But they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is why the gospel was preached, even to those who are dead. That though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. Can you join me in prayer this morning as we begin to look at the word? Father, right now I ask that you would be with us in these next few minutes. Lord, that our hearts will be open to what you have for us. And that your word would speak. In your name we pray it. Amen and amen. Do you remember when you're a kid and you get that one ant that gives you like five or $10 every Christmas? Anybody else have that ant? Nobody? I'm the only one? Aunt Maxine was her name and I can still envision her writing on the card. I can still see it. It was like this little chicken scratch. It was really small and tight. And I knew anytime I saw a card with that writing on it, that meant there was $5 in the envelope. And oh, how exciting it was for those $5. Because when you're young, $5, you, I mean, that's like, that's a year's worth of earnings right there, right? I mean, you're like, $5, this is amazing. Can't believe it. And then you have these grand visions of what you can buy with those $5. And you're like, mom, I'm gonna buy a Nintendo Switch and I'm gonna buy the Oculus Quest and I'm, all of this with this $5. You know, these are my kids. This is what, I have one in particular that I'm thinking of. He has grandiose visions for what these $5 are gonna buy him. And then we bring him down a little bit and we say, okay, buddy, that's great. You're gonna have to save Aunt Maxine's money for the next 37 years and then you can... And, and then, and then you'll have enough to open a bank account, and then you can begin to actually save. And so he's determined at that point. He's like, all right, I'm going to save that, I'm going to save my allowance, and I'm going to save this, and I'm going to save this, and I'm going to save, and I'm going to buy a Nintendo Switch Lite. It's going to be amazing. And then he walks through Walmart. And there it is on the shelf. 
the greatest Hot Wheel the world has ever seen on the shelf right there. It calls out to him. I imagine in my brain that there are angelic voices in his mind when he sees it. And he goes, Dad, should I buy that? And I go, do you want to buy that now? Or do you want to buy a Nintendo Switch later? I want to buy that now. Are you sure? Dad, it sings. No, that's in your head, buddy. (laughs) He grabs it, takes it to the front, gets his $5 out, pays the (laughs) self-checkout. And now his... Nintendo Switch Lite is now 47 years away instead of just 37. Because he couldn't give up his desire right now for the bigger and better payoff later. Have you ever noticed that about life is that when we pursue things in life, it's a combination of two things. It's a combination of letting go of something so that you can pursue something else, right? Think about physical fitness. Obviously, you look at me and you think physical fitness, right? So you're like, yes, we got to talk. What do you do to get physically fit? If you want to be a paragon of health, you have to stop eating Snickers bars or Skittles, or Big Macs, and start working out, right? If you let go of this, and you do this, you can pursue the dream of physical health, right? Of of being physically fit. The same is true in our finances. If we want to buy a big, beautiful house, we have to stop spending money on frivolous things and start working really hard to earn more money so that we can buy the house of our dreams. We have to stop and we have to start. And that's the equation for everything that we do of value in life. And what we also see as we go throughout life is that the greater the value of the thing we seek, the greater the sacrifice in the process. Are you tracking with me? The greater the, 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 the sacrifice of, not, of my son not buying a Nintendo Switch Lite is not that big of a deal. For him to buy a Nintendo Switch Lite, he has to just not buy Hot Wheels. Not a big sacrifice, because I promise you he'll play with it for 47 seconds and then forget it exists. But as we get older in life and we begin to pursue bigger and bigger dreams, the sacrifice gets larger and larger as well. As we begin to look at this passage today, we can begin to understand that that truth plays out in Scripture. Look at this passage right here. In 1 Peter chapter 4, it says, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourself with the same way of thinking. Our first question we have to answer is, what is the same way of thinking? And we find the answer back in verse 18 of chapter 3. It says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, that the righteous for the unrighteous, 
that he might bring us to God. You see, Jesus, the same way of thinking, Jesus' way of thinking was that Jesus would suffer to pursue you. It spells it out beautifully in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. He says this, have, your, have this mind among yourselves. Also, Paul tells us the same thing. Have the same way of thinking as Jesus. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Look what he did. He emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. In other words, the mentality that Jesus is portraying is that Jesus abstained from his glory. He let go of heaven and he took on the cross to pursue you. He held back his deity and he took on humanity. He took on humility and he took on death in order to achieve that which he was seeking, that he might bring us back to God. Whew. The greater the prize, the bigger the sacrifice. That's the mentality that Peter is telling his readers to take on. Pursue the thing you're seeking with this kind of mentality. So what is it that Peter is telling us as the church to pursue? Peter's primary goal in the book of 1 Peter, he expresses it three times explicitly. 1 Peter 1.3, he says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. He says it in 1 Peter 2.12, Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, look what it says, they may see your good works and glorify God on the day of visitation. And then again in 1 Peter 4.11, In order that everything, in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him be, belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You see, Peter's primary objective as a Christian as a leader, and ultimately the goal that he is attempting to get his readers to adopt is the glorification of God through the salvation of the lost. Because that was Jesus's objective. Remember verse 18, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Peter is calling us to pursue the lost and the glory of the Father with the same reckless abandon as Jesus. Because Peter knows 
that if we arm ourselves with the same mentality as Jesus, with the same understanding that with great pursuit, with a prize of great value, comes great sacrifice. Peter knows that if we arm ourselves with this mentality, if we put on this purpose, we will have the grit because it takes that. The determination, the strength, the courage to bear the sacrifice and the suffering that comes with the pursuit. For whoever has suffered in the flesh, it continues in verse one, has ceased from sin so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will. In other words, Peter's saying it means that when believers are willing to endure suffering for the sake of Christ, they show that their purpose in life is not to live for their own pleasures, but according to the will of God and for his glory. Peter explains that we must be willing to lay down our own desires for the sake of the lost. We have to be willing to let go so that we can pursue the lost. We have to be willing to let go of our desires so that we can, can pursue the broken, so that we can chase after the hurting, so that we can go into the harvest fields. I love the way that Peter says this in verse three. He says, for the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do. And what the Gentiles want to do is whatever they want to do. He said, that time is past. It's no more. Whatever time you had, that's enough. Right now is the time for you to look different than the world and to pursue the lost, the will of God, even though the world will look at you and mock you and revile you. It says it right here in verse 12 of four. It says, beloved, do not be surprised when the fiery trial comes at you. It's coming at you to test you. Don't be surprised, it's coming, but you have to arm yourself with Jesus's mentality that you're going to give up your right to yourself to chase after the hurting, to meet the widows and the orphan in their distress to give to kingdom builders in a way you never have before, to jump into youth ministry, to jump into kids ministry, to jump into the healing prayer team. Now is the time. The time for chasing your own desires is past. It's gone. Now is the time to chase the will of God, to let go of what you want and to grab onto what God wants for the sake of the harvest. We pray the prayer, Lord, send harvesters in the field. I have news for you. You are the answer to your grandparents' prayer about harvesters. It's a twofold thing. You have to pray the prayer for the next generation and be the answer to the prayer for the previous generation. Right now, you are the answer to that prayer. You have to be the harvester that goes into the fields that says, I'm leaving my own desires behind 
That's the past. Now I chase after the will of God and his heart for the lost, arming myself with Jesus's way of thinking that even though it's hard, even though it hurts, even though I'd rather buy a new something than give to kingdom builders, I'm gonna do it. Even though I'd rather have my Saturdays free, I'm gonna join this team. Even though I'd rather not deal with toddlers, I'm gonna work in the nursery. Even though I'd rather do this, I'm going to pursue the lost. I'm going to chase after the broken and I'm going to choose to follow Jesus. So today, make the decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. Wherever that goes, wherever he leads, whatever that looks like and whatever the cost, that is who we are. That is the church. Stand with me. In about 30 seconds, the band's gonna begin singing. While they are singing this song, two things. One is I want you, if you need to respond to this message, if God has been burning something in your heart while you hear this, come and respond. Don't allow this moment to pass before you consecrate it and you say, God, I've heard you and I am willing to lay down my desires for what you've called me to. Some of you already know what that is, okay? Don't let this moment pass before you consecrate it and you give it to God by stepping out and coming to this altar and allowing God to begin to move and work in your heart. The second thing is this. Some of you have no idea what that looks like in your life. This is an opportunity for you to come and ask, God, what do I need to give up and what do I need to reach for so that I can pursue the lost? And the third thing is, if none of that works for you and you just want to worship, right now is not a spectator sport. Right now is a time to pursue God. So whether you are in your seat, whether you are at the altar, for the next four minutes while we sing this song together, let us lay down our own desires and pick up the cross and chase after Jesus together. Can we take these next few moments and do that? Come if you want to come and respond, worship, but let's give these moments to Jesus right now.